We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my mom? Digital pen, hard at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi, my name is John Rampton. I am here today with John Boytnot from jboytnot.com. How's it going? Good. I'm also a writer for Inc. and all and all those various other publications that I'm sure we'll mention at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we just will, came to We me will now. definitely go into that as uh, today we're going to be talking about content and how to really make your content shine online. Uh, there's a lot of people doing it wrong and uh, that really are, are just not doing content right. You have been a reporter uh, a content, basically a content producer for the past, what, 15 years? Yeah, well, since 1994, uh, creating content, mo- you know, offline and, and not online until really the mid-2000s, but yeah. Yeah, so tell, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I did, you know, I worked at TV stations in, in California for, for more than a decade, for like 15 years. That was where I was at before I even got to really the web by itself. But um, I've actually worked for radio, newspapers, magazines, uh, TV, uh, and now the web. So I've, I've definitely, and I started in 1994 as a teleprompter operator for a TV station in Santa Barbara, California. That was an internship job. I ended up doing camera. I ended up uh, editing, um, deciding what stories that were covered by the TV station. It's called, that position is called an assignment desk person. And then uh, writing the newscasts, so that's called a producer. Um, as a video editor, I was a TV reporter for a couple years in Santa Barbara. So I've done all kinds of. And you can actually still find my uh, my resume tape somewhere online too. I think on Facebook. I know it was on MySpace for a long time too. Hmm. I don't even know. But uh, that's, that's amazing. Sounds like you have a lot of expertise in that. Um, now, through the years, how has content changed? Oh my. Uh, well, uh, it's gotten. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's. Okay that curveball at you. Yeah, how's it changed? Uh, I mean, we have the internet now, so that's kind of a change. We didn't have the internet when I first started producing content. Um, so, you know, there's this entire field of, of uh, that, that now dominates everything that's, that's online, so that's... So it's kind of moved from an offline to an online, and, you know, whereas people, it seems, used to be, like, very engaged into TV and reporters, and that's how you got your news. Now it's you know, yeah. move to Twitter yeah. and Facebook and other forms. You know, I was just talking to a reporter for CNN, and he's asking me, look, how do I build my following? And, you know, it, you build your following almost through, you know, without you being able to do too much. I mean, there's a thousand little pointers and tips that you can do in order to get yourself, you know, straight as far as how you're communicating with people on Twitter or whatever social media platform it is. But really, the, the, the best way, the quickest way in his particular case was, hey, look, is CNN not retweeting you? Are the other anchors not retweeting you? Are they not? I mean, people need to be told who to follow. Yeah. Most of it is a giant herd of humanity. And, and it's not because we're dumb necessarily, but it's because we're being, we have a lot of information being thrown at us. And so if you don't have, you know, an authoritative CNN Twitter account with, with 700 million followers or whatever, telling, telling, uh, telling us who to follow, then uh, we're not going to follow the right reporter. Yeah, so, I, know, I, yeah. I noticed that uh, with Forbes. I, I've been a writer for Forbes for almost two years now, and uh, 
they never followed me. So literally about a year ago, I reached out and I said, hey, will you please follow me and please retweet me? And now they do it all the time. So I think it is uh, you have to tell people what to do in the organizations that you work for, especially if it's a larger organization. So, And you uh, also have to be in a position where you can tell. Yeah. I mean, are you in a position where you even work in the same city as the social media, quote unquote, team for whichever said big organization we're talking about, whether it's CNN or Forbes or, or what have you? Um, who are... If, I mean, like, you, you've been there two years. I'm sure that first year you were like, who do I even talk to to try and get posted on their Facebook page? And you noticed that every time their Facebook page actually posted your article, oh, you, oh wow, you got followers, you got so many, so many page views, all those great things made you feel good at the end of the day. And um, you don't get those if they don't know about you. That's true. Um, so what really pisses you off about content that people are doing that just irks you? I, I know one for me that I have had, you know, in the, in the most recent weeks is, you know, posts that list out a list and they make you click to the next, like, and oh. it reloads to a new page and oh, reloads yeah. to, oh my word, that drives me insane. It makes me want to like strangle a squirrel, oh, yeah. which I wouldn't do, but uh, <laughs> still makes me want to do it. Um, yeah, no, that's an annoying one really from a long makes, time ago. What really makes you like angry that you've seen in the content world that businesses, ads, ads, yeah, ads on the page. How do you use your ads? Uh, it's funny to see the last like four or five days of the month when they're trying to blow out their video inventory and they uh, they set their video players to automatically play with the sound on a lot of these big websites, um, and that's not good. So like if you have twelve or thirteen or in my case thirty seven, uh, you know tabs open on your internet browser, um, all of a sudden a commercial starts playing. And if I have thirty seven tabs open, well my computer's probably gonna you know crap out at some point pretty soon at that point. But but uh, how do I even find out where? on which page, on which site that commercial is playing. Yeah. So um, that's an annoying thing. And that's not even so much about the content, that's about the site. But um, how are you going to get to your content if you have this interstitial that pops up or this, or, you know, this thing that pops up that's covering up the article and I can't look at it and I have to wait 19 seconds before I can get out of it or three seconds or whatever it is. Um, so that's usually the barriers to getting to the content. Overall, for me, I can handle anything. Somebody who's done the dark side of marketing as well as the, the Gandalf side of you know pure content creation um, and seen it from both sides and all that, um, for me, it's about quality versus not quality. Um, if the thing isn't more in-depth, if it doesn't go back and try to deliver context, whatever the point of it is now, um, uh, if it's you know sparsely written grammar mistakes, that's the stuff I can't handle. That's what I hate about content. It's not so much about, look, if you're going to make me want to click to the next picture, if I really want it, I'm going to do it. I understand the game. People need to make money on their ads. You know what? I almost want to allow them to do that because I know some companies are not doing that well, especially some newspaper websites that don't have that newspaper revenue anymore. So yeah. why not actually give them the extra clicks? If it, fine, if it helps you, go. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so I mean, I, that's kind of where I'm coming from at it. For me, it's about quality. Is the content good? If the content is good, it deserves to have me click one more time. Yeah. Or I can see both sides of what, what that what yeah. you know, so, that discussion. So what determines good quality for you beyond just, you know, grammar? Oh yeah, obvious intelligence, uh research that's uh, you know, linking back to the proper uh things, um, which I sometimes do check. Uh wittiness in your writing. Um you can tell some people know how to write and you can tell other people are are, are just playing at it or trying to figure out how to do it or cutting their teeth on it. So for me I I'm you know, kind of a writing quality nerd. And so it's not some grammar is one outward manifestation of quality. But um but yeah. So 
that that's how I would tell it. it just just from going in there and looking and, and noticing. I mean, I I've, I've done nothing but write since the time I was a child. It's been my favorite thing forever. English and history have always been my two favorite subjects. I don't f around. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess so. Uh, no, and I mean, trust me. You, you know, if if you try to write for Forbes, I mean, there's one particular editor there who's a real hard ass, and everyone knows it. And he's true. not nice. And he's you know doesn't need to be nice. He's running Forbes, so. You know, and that's kind of the way I view myself sometimes. I'm really, you know, you, you've, you've seen some writing, writing stuff and you've shown it to me and I've said to you, oh, yeah, this needs, this needs work. You know the way I am, so. Yep, yeah. Now, when you're producing content, let's go to the other side. When you're actually producing the content, yeah. how do you produce? Because most of your, your content is very, very viral. Lots of people like it. It gets read by, by a lot of people. How do you come up with ideas and topics that engage with customers? Yeah, I take a look at what's working already. I'll even go to Google Trends. Derek Jeter's trending. Five reasons that Derek Jeter has great integrity. That, that wasn't the actual title that I chose. I said, saying goodbye to Derek Jeter, colon, uh, five lessons on integrity, period. And the, the publication that, that had that was just basically like retweeting it several times for the week, week and a half. So you're looking at several things there. There's a week, week and a half where Derek Jeter is really at the final end of his baseball career after 20 years, five world championships, probably the most respected baseball player with some detractors here and there yep. um, and all that. But I mean, how can you not want to write a story about that in a media work for a business online business magazine? Wanna, I write for them a lot, one or two things a day. How can I not want to write about that? And also it writes itself. It absolutely writes itself. Another case in point, to continue in the sports vein, Roger Goodell, this, this uh, craptastic uh, guy who runs NFL, um, he makes mistakes. He's made several business mistakes. He's, he's swerved left when he should have gone right several times, and so um, wrote a story about that. Five business lessons you need, to, you need to learn from Roger Goodell putting a foot in his mouth, or whatever. So, yeah, I keep on saying five. I think seven is more of a magic number, but... but um, and also people like bigger lists, too. Put 20 in there, 15. Ooh, all of a sudden, oh, this is a comprehensive list. We should go in and read this. But, but um, so those are a couple of things. But if so a couple of things. Let me just go down the line. Um, a comprehensive idea. People are going to get a lot, a whole lot of bang for their buck. They have to click to something, right? They only get a certain amount of time to click on things. They're going to click on the thing that has the most interesting stuff, potentially. So that's one thing. Uh, is it happening now? So Google Trends. Uh, I go there and I look there and I see Derek Jeter. I'm writing about him. Yeah. You know, maybe there's maybe there's something going on with overall criminality among NFL players. I'll write about that. Maybe there's something going on with Jennifer Lawrence and her naked pictures exposed. Maybe there's some way to write about that. Yeah. So, especially pop culture, entertainment, sports always perform so highly on things like Google Trends that there's no way I can ignore them and I will take them take those types of subjects and, and use them to my advantage as a writer so I can get more people linking back to me. Uh, Shark Tank. People can't stop talking about it. I, lo I love Shark Tank. Who doesn't? You know, and so, um, right, right. There's, a, there's 27 million different... Let's do... I know a good story. Uh, 17 great story ideas about Shark Tank. You know, yeah. like for a content magazine or, you know, content writing magazine. Anyway, I babble on endlessly. Sorry, but... No, no, no. It, it's great information. It's uh, truly, I mean, if I get what you're saying. There's a news the, background. It's from yeah. being in news for yeah. forever. News, I mean, you're taking trending topics, mixing it with lists, and 
that's gold. I mean, you're taking two golden things and putting them together, and you have a golden egg that pops out. Yeah, I mean, that particular editor at Forbes once told me, ah, I don't want any listicles, but then I saw all his writers write listicles, and then there's an entire section called the listicle section or something of Forbes. Yeah. So it might as well just be forbes.listicle.com. And so whatever. But, I mean, yeah, listicles do great. People want them. They need it. It's quick. Um, it doesn't have an effect on, on the, the integrity of, of the site. If people actually think that because Forbes has lists, it's not as good of a publication, then they're idiots. Um, and that's pretty simple. People stuff. like it. Yeah. People, people, people need to consume. They've got 20 minutes. They're sitting there. They're eating their cereal in the morning. If they're not going to Reddit, and young kids go to Reddit. And so they don't like the listicles as much because they think that's somehow an indication that something is link baited and it's not as good. Well, sorry, that's just not true. You're just young and you're stupid. So... Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know yet. Sorry, you're 22, you're an atheist, and don't, you know, I mean, what do you know? So, sorry, I have opinions. No, 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 that's all right. Well, uh, final, final tip for our readers, um, you know, about content, how do you come up with good content ideas? How do you constantly spin out content? There's so many people out there that their boss says, hey, you have to write a post every single day on our website. How do you consistently come up with ideas? You find out what people are talking about. I think that, so that's, that's the main overarching uh, point. You find out what people are talking, you inherently know what people are talking about. You are such a community of the thing that you're writing about that it's not that hard for you to do. Excuse me, I just had lunch, apologize. Um, so it's not that hard of a thing for you to do. I mean, if, so the way I liken, liken it to is, um, Nope, that would be Black Hat. I can't talk about that. So the, the way <laughs> I would liken it to just being a member of the community of whatever you're writing about. That's the key thing. Um, if you are on a forum, if you're on a message board, hey, if you're on Reddit, it's pretty easy to see what people out there are talking about. Um, if you keep up with the news, I mentioned Google Trends. You know, that's just one of a hundred things that you could you could do in order to see what the news is lately. Um, I would have a list of 20 to 30 sites that you go to every two, three days as, you know, just ongoing and see what, what the editors, of, or, you know, what the writers on those different sites are talking about, whether it's politically oriented like Slate, whether it's tech oriented like Recode or TechCrunch, whether it's something that's more unidentifiable like Mashable, which appears to be sort of this conglomeration of everything. They heavily into pop culture. Most of the email... I, you know, I would say sign up for email alerts if you don't mind receiving them. I get them. I get them from multiple publications. It doesn't bother me. Once or twice a day, if I get an email alert from from a local news station or if I get an, a daily or a weekly email uh, with all the latest content from SAP, they have a great blog, to a bunch of others, um, you're getting information and story ideas fed to you. Take a look at what everyone else is writing about. Write down, you know, a, carry, a, carry a notepad with you or, or, you know, your phone. You have the notepad app. Just type in titles as you think of them. Uh, interesting subjects that you talk about with friends. I mean, there's, there's endless possibilities. Always sort of think with a mindset of I'm, I'm thinking of content. You know, keep your mind bent towards thinking of the next title because right. title is where it all starts anyway. Great tips, John Boytnot. Uh, again, John Rampton here with Marketing Nerds by SEJ. And sorry uh, if I offended any atheists. <laughs> we'll see you next time. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.